What's up, everybody? This is the Lunch Pail Legends podcast brought to you by Lunch Pail Sports. Back again, fun-filled weekend. Football all over. We got NFL, we got college football. We'll be going over all of it. I'm Dylan Nelson. Uh, we got the full crew here. We got Jacob, we got Oliver. How you guys doing? Good. It's a good time of year. Best time of year. <clears throat> Sorry, Oliver. What'd you say? You're muted. Oh, sorry. I was I was just saying it's nice that we have the full squad again. Feels like it's yeah. been a while since we've all it has yeah been all, all been together. So week one football, we're all here. What a what what a great time! Absolutely, best great time chance. to get us all all here going. Yeah, now two full weeks of college football, plenty to talk about. You not know, to not to mention not to mention the Seahawks. Pulling mm. off the dub against the lowly Broncos. Love it against against our guy Russ. I I feel like I feel like the nation's turning on Russ a little bit, especially after that game. It seemed like wow. it seemed like the everyone was kind of pushing for the Seahawks to win that game, and everyone was against the cringe of Russell Wilson. <laughs> so yeah. it feels kind of good on to be on the other side of uh, not having to defend defend the cornball. So mm-hmm. it's nice. I I defended as as did you guys. I'm sure I defended Russell Wilson to the death to when, the de- when when he was a hawk, and I was like, how can you not love Russell? Like he's he's just such a nice guy. He's charitable, and now that he's not a Seahawk anymore, I'm like, gosh, this guy is nauseating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just—it just seems. It feels so insincere, so so frequently. You know what I mean? I'm wearing off on you guys now. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you are. I saw like two videos. I saw him in a suit that I didn't like, and I saw him making a TikTok that I didn't like, and I was like, okay, I don't like him anymore. Yeah, and it was it was it was instantaneous. I was just blinding yeah. myself by the by the wins that he he provided us uh, throughout the years. Well, it's crazy, Dylan. That ESPN article that you sent us—it was like almost like Kevin Durant, like where it's just like you know he wanted all these personnel changes, he wanted more say in the offense and stuff like that, and then it was like didn't get his own way and threw a little tantrums, and then like he didn't publicly come out and say he wanted it, and he kind of he did it, I think, more in a political way where he was just like, I still want Seattle, like the fans to love me, but I'm going to be a pain in the butt behind the scenes yeah. where Durant was just like, I'm going to be a pain in the butt publicly. I don't care. Um, but then it's just like that article did a good job of kind of outlining that. Like, look, it wasn't all the coaching staff and, and the, the organization because part of it, a good chunk of it was on him more than anything. So Anyway. Yeah, I thought I thought the biggest revelation was that was there was coaches and front office personnel within the team who were thinking that he was doing things within games that were more self-serving than they were to to win games, you know. So that to me is like that's a big claim to have, and it was backed up by you know at, at least multiple people in that organization. Um. And you heard rumblings forever, right? You know what I mean? You heard rumblings from the LOB saying that, you know, Carroll um, had a they, – they put him on a pedestal that they didn't put other people. They didn't hold him as accountable as they did to other people. But it wasn't until 
yeah, it seemed like this game. And then you see all the chatter from ex-players kind of coming out wanting the Seahawks to win and not, you know, wanting Russell to win and being a little happy about the outcome of that game that really, uh, yeah, that, that really said, I guess, what was happening throughout that locker room. Well, it's crazy, too, is the media is now is coming out and they're, you know, I think that comment that he Russ made to the, to the media as well about not having to carry a team on his shoulders, I think that rubbed a lot of, especially like the LLB guys, the wrong way. And the media is coming out and just being like, dude, you rode on an elite defense for four All years. All time. All time. For four years. So for you to come out and say that is, you know, slightly hypocritical, right? Um, Absolutely. I mean, not to, I mean, you know, yeah. So anyway, it was just kind of funny that, you know, he's been saying kind of some of that stuff. And now the media is coming out and kind of calling him out on it. So, yeah. Well, I think he thinks that. I think he really thinks that he was, you know, the driving force of the team. And of course, he's the quarterback. So, of course, he was. But I mean, he has zero MVP votes. And the team went to the playoffs all these years and they went to the Super Bowl twice. So, Bobby Wagner had a vote during that time period. Bobby Wagner had more votes. Oh, really? Did he really? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh. It might have been the year that before they went to the Super Bowl. He got a, he's got one MVP vote. That was his rookie year, I think. His rookie year was the same year it was Russell's yeah. rookie year, I thought, right? So you know, I would, the, it would I probably would, be after. I okay. would guess it was after, yeah, because he was like in his prime, not even the Super Bowl. Like it would have been even okay. a year it might have been a year or two years. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's got. But I remember still. seeing. I remember seeing. He's got a vote. I'm, I'll have to figure out what year that was. But yeah. that's awesome. Love that. Yeah. I feel like at some point during that Legion of Boom, during their peak, it almost felt like Richard Sherman could have gotten a vote, or 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 Marshawn Lynch. Did he ever get any votes? Mm-mm. I don't think he, so. Marshawn Lynch never got a vote. In like 2012 or 2013, mm, I, that would be tough. Why? That was that was an era where running backs running backs would win MVP. Well, Adrian Peterson was like the was the guy was by far the best guy. And I don't think Marshawn ever had. I would have to go back. I'm going off of just straight memory, but I don't think he ever had a top three running back year, even during those times. If you're just talking numbers, I would say yeah. as a pure runner, he was top three you know but as you know I mean just kind of how they did things I mean it was the offense was good not great it was you know definitely yeah. above average but the defense during those especially the Super Bowl years I mean it was an all-time I mean it was an all-time level defense I mean I would think yeah Earl Thomas Richard Sherman maybe those guys would uh yeah but it's so tough for defensive guys you know especially to, um, to get a vote it would have been hard for Sherman to get one too because he was so good that people just wouldn't throw at him. Yeah. And so his his stats just weren't weren't good because no one ever threw at him. So he never really had mm-hmm. that many picks. But you'd watch the game and it's like, where's Sherman? Like if you're asking if you're asking where is your cornerback, he is locking <laughs> down. Yeah. He's doing a good job. Yeah. yeah, that's what you exactly. want. If you're if you're if you don't know where your best cornerback is, he's doing great. Yeah, yeah, and that was still in the time where like we kind of valued counting stats a lot more, right? We valued interceptions or tip passes. Where nowadays there's so much analytics and PFF to tell you, 
you know, this guy who had one interception and five tip passes, like, yeah, but the passer rating against him or the quarterback rating against him is, you know, 33, it's in the dumpster. So no one even tries him, you know, and that's, you get, I think it's, the game has kind of evolved of how we look at it. Or it that probably definitely have how voters look at it in that type of way. Yeah. But good win. Go Gino. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, if you could give a vote to a unit, LOB would have, would have won yes. the MVP. By year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 2012. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. What do we got, Dylan? We got your your head coach rankings. Oh yeah, our, baby! Here we go. Our, our expert <laughs> college football uh, host is going to give the uh, uh, his top fifteen uh, head coaching jobs that you would most desire in college football. Yeah, um, fun list. I think it's super fun to talk about. So yeah, get right into it. We For did sure. not put together me and Oliver, but. Uh, We'll be chiming in a little. We'll be chiming in. It's all right. I'll I'll provide the weekly dose of college football. You guys can you guys can come and and be prepared with with all your NFL knowledge. I'll I'll come yeah. with the dose of college football. Yeah, um, I definitely watched the most college football this last weekend than I ever have. Like nice. probably in six years, seven years. I was I had it on. I was paying attention a good bit. But nice. What was so much, what yeah. was your favorite game of the past weekend? Or what what games uh, did you definitely, watch? Definitely. Texas Alabama, I thought was yeah, the best game. That was a sweet um, game. Doubt, doubt, yeah, that I liked watching. And then um, I caught a a good bit of the Kentucky Florida game that I thought was a was a fun good game. I, I was yeah. pushing pushing for Kentucky. I, that quarterback's supposed to be good. He looked pretty good, but you can tell he's robbed. But um, yeah. it's still a fun game, fast game. Yeah. That's actually one that I haven't watched yet that I still want to before next before this next week starts. Um, yeah, did you guys watch the BYU Baylor game? No, did not. That was that, one. that, that was, was my late, later night one. It was it was seven thirty our time. Um, yeah, that was when it started. Uh, that was my game of the week last year, last week, and it went to double overtime. So just shout out to me for calling the game of the week. Um, nice. Well, it still was probably Alabama Texas, but but at the same time, I don't know. That game was really frustrating to me. I feel che- I feel cheated as a fan because I feel like Texas probably would have scored clo- upwards of like thirty points if Quinn Ewers played the whole game. They would have been I a just, lot better served for sure. Yeah. I think I think Texas wins that game. I don't think that's crazy. I I don't know. Maybe Alabama like kicks it into gear because they're like, oh shoot, like Texas is actually like scoring points and they don't just kind of go into neutral, you know. Um, so it's always, you know, when you play the what ifs, it's always hard. Like Alabama probably would have matched those points still. Um, but man, I would have loved Tough to, to see. say they it were is, trying and that Texas yeah. defense was, was looking pretty good. They, it, it didn't seem fluky. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a concern because Texas defense was not supposed to be good this year. No one yeah. was expecting it to be good. So it's kind of hard to tell, like, is Texas's defense really good or is Alabama's offense not as elite as we're used to it being? I think it's probably a combination of, of the two. I think it's both. Alabama's yeah. wide receivers did not look very explosive to me. Like I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot. So skill position wise, other than Bryce young, like it was the Bryce young show and really yeah. not a whole lot else was desirable on that Alabama offense to me. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the same, yeah. Yeah. So in honor of Scott Frost getting fired, we're going to go over the top 15 <laughs> college football head coaching jobs. Um, obviously, this is subjective. Um, my criteria going in uh, was f- I had five criteria. One, lo- or not necessarily in any particular order, but um, location, recruiting potential, history of success, uh, money. So kind of money willing to spend that kind of includes facilities and then relative ease to the college football playoff. Um, so for example, if you know, you're an sec team, that's a little bit of a knock on the desirability of the job. For example, a lot of people thought that Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma because they were going to the sec and he was like, well, I'll just go to you know Pac-12 and dominate that conference and have an easy path to the college football playoff. Whether that's true or not, it's got to run through coaches' heads. And we're, this is all you know desirability. Like if the best candidate is you know on the market, what school does would he want to go to? He or she? Mm. Sorry, there are female head coach or not head coaches, but there are female coaches. So um, someday. We'll have a head coach that's female, I'm sure. Um, okay, so number 15. This one, I would say, is more based off of facilities and money. And I guess path to the college football playoff. And it's Oregon, uh, number 15. Um, they've had a history of success, but not necessarily winning titles. But they have been good for a little while now. Um, I mean really kind of pushing two decades now of being pretty elite, like pretty good program. So that's a good history of success. Um, But I think the lack of um, actual national championships is uh, is a detriment to that job. Um, But relative ease to the college football playoff, Pac-12 is not that great. Harder now with SC, but SC's with Lincoln Riley, but SC's leaving soon. Um, Incredible facilities. They got that Nike money. So I got them at 15. Um, do you guys want me to just kind of blow through these and then you can, we can talk about them or do you want to like give your reaction yeah. with each one? Uh, you can just go through them and then, okay. uh, yeah, towards the end we can, yeah, if we got some thoughts, we can uh, put it, put it together and talk about it. Okay. So this, this next one, this next one will probably come as a shocker to a lot of people. I just don't think it's as good of a job as people make it out to be. And it's Notre Dame at 14. Um, I get that they have a history of success. Um, I get the tradition. The location sucks. Um, I'm sorry, but South Bend, Indiana is not a place the young kids probably want to go. Um, regardless of how good the program has been. Um, every time they get on a national stage, they kind of get embarrassed. Um, the recruiting potential is limited because of the academic restrictions that they have at the school. Um, so Notre Dame, it's a great job. I mean, we're talking top 15 in the entire country here. Notre Dame's Absolutely. a great, a great job. Um, but I don't ton think of money. It, they have a ton of money. Sure. Ton of money. Yeah. They get it, that NBC money too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. a big brand, 
Like it's a big brand, a lot of fans for Notre Dame, but I don't know if that's necessarily bringing in a coach. It's like, okay, yeah, I have a lot of fans, but like, can I win here? Yes, you can win at Notre Dame. You could win 10 games. You could win 11 games. You could even go undefeated. But as soon as you go against the big dogs, I just don't think Notre Dame can bring in the talent necessary to actually win a playoff. And that's why I have them a little lower. And Indiana, like, that location sucks. Mm-hmm. So, um, 13, I got Texas A&M. Lots of money. We're learning real quick that Texas A&M has a lot of money. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so A&M, Texas, I mean, a lot of people like living in Texas. College Station is, uh, it's a, I mean, it's a college town. Uh, My sister, my sister and brother-in-law lived there while he was getting his PhD. Um, They liked it there. They thought it was, they thought it was fun. Um, Most college um, towns are are pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're fun. Yeah, Yeah, usually pretty nice. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fan base, incredibly loyal. Um, stadium's awesome. Facilities are great. Um, history of success. They are a good program, um, but in terms of like national titles, I don't think they've won a... I don't know when no. the last national title was. I don't know if they even have one. They've got to have one. I don't one. know if they've been in the four. I don't think they've even been in the playoffs. Oh, no, 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 I, no. They, have, they haven't yeah. won. I don't think they've won a conference titles it's been a while since they've even won a conference title. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they have lots of money. Um, uh, they're second in highest paid coach in college. Yeah. 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 Jimbo um, is the second highest paid in college. Yeah. yeah. Recruiting potential is great. The te- state of Texas is, um, depending on where you look, the, has the most, the deepest talent pool of any state, mm-hmm. you know, Florida, Texas, California. Those are like the three that everyone kind of agrees or that's where all that's where, most of, not most of the talent, but the most densely populated talent. How about that? Yeah. Um, so Texas A and M thirteen twelve. I got Michigan. A lot of people also would put Michigan higher. Um, I would put. Yeah, and may, maybe maybe they yeah. are. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on Michigan. I just huge stadium. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I I mean, it is yeah. the number one thing in Michigan. You know what I mean? It's 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 it yeah, is. But Michigan, but, in terms yeah. of talent. Here, here's the thing. In terms of talent, Ohio has a lot more talent than Michigan in terms of high school talent. And Ohio State obviously dominates the state of Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. So the talent at Michigan, I mean, we've seen it. Um, you know, since Jim Harbaugh's been there, they've been, com- they've been good. They've been competitive, but they're always less talented than Ohio State. Um, and I think that's a detriment to the desirability of the program. They're just not able to get the elite talent that Ohio state gets every year. Um, and Ohio state's going to come in and steal some of their guys from Michigan too. So um, sure. that's a hard one. I think I moved Michigan down almost because of Ohio state. Um, so Michigan at 12, 11, I, this is another one. Um, Clemson. I have Clemson at number 11. Pre Dabo, no one would have had Clemson on yeah. anywhere yeah. near the fifth, top fifteen. Um, it's they have good facilities, um, but a lot of that's because of the money that Dabo's brought in, though. Um, recruiting, like they're in the South, so like there's there's definitely talent there. Um, good program. They have a history of relative success. Most, I mean, mostly with Dabo, um, but they do have money. The ACC is easy. Um, rel- well. 
based on my top 10, maybe not so much, but, um, uh, but the ACC is, is a relatively easier than the SEC, easier than the big 10, I would say. So, um, the, the path to the, to the playoff is not terribly hard, uh, recruiting potential, um, obviously like the South, like I said, location, I've heard South Carolina, like North and South Carolina are pretty great places to live. So that's also a drawing card for the program. Um, yep. So I got Clemson at 11 Florida state. I have at number 10, um, spoiler alert. I have all three Florida schools in my top 10. (laughs) Florida is just a hotbed for, for, for recruiting talent for high school talent. There are, so many recruits and if and if one if a if a coach gets a program in any program in florida rolling um they're gonna be good i mean just look at the last 20 years all three have been really really good florida state with jimbo um miami with uh well a few different coaches i guess but larry coker most recently um and then uh sorry not florida state again uh and then florida with urban Meyer. They've all been good in the last 20 years. They've all won titles in the last 20 years. Um, I think all three are, are incredibly desirable programs. Um, UCF. Not yeah. UCF. Not UCF. <laughs> They're the last undefeated team. They probably have like the last best success out of these Florida teams. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Um, that's, that's, where that's the problem with these Florida teams. They're all <laughs> fighting for each other. And then they're also fighting Alabama. It's like the same argument you can make about Michigan. Yeah. Michigan fighting only Ohio State. All these Florida teams also fighting each other. And then they're fighting Bama, LSU, who are coming straight into them, you know, because they're all right next to each other, snatching up all their talent as well. That's a tough one. I think it's a. I think you can you can get hot real quick in Florida if you're like the hot coach that you get the hot recruits. You know what I mean? Got it going. Yeah. But I think to have like long term sustained success in that state, oof, I think it's really 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 tough. Well, it's interesting. Too, I don't know. Florida yeah. schools. It seems yeah. like when there's one team rolling, they're rolling right because yeah, yeah. But then when all the teams are mediocre, they're all mediocre. I, I exactly, think that's kind of yeah. what's been going on in Florida the last you know, all the big three. Florida schools where it's like they've all been kind of mediocre where it's like if one of them starts starts rolling, it's like, all right, they're going to be a national champion. But they got to get it going quick and they got to be able to just like totally steal, you know, against those other Florida schools and then against, you know, two of the top programs in, in, in Bama and LSU who are, you know, who are in their backyard mm-hmm. in there all day long. It's tough. It's super yeah. tough. But that's that's why it's so desirable, though. Like every time Miami gets a new coach, it's like, oh, this guy, like, like Mario Cristobal, this is it. Like Miami's gonna be back. Like Miami's gonna be yeah. good. You can you can get one of these teams cooking so fast, um, and they're really really good because because Florida has so much talent. So like, even if two of them are like pretty good at the same time, there's so much freaking talent in Florida that I think it can sustain it. Um, but, to, I mean, historically, only one of them is good at a time. So we'll see which one. And, emerge, yeah, and a lot of times aren't good at all. I mean, Miami literally been mediocre now 20-some years. You know, and it's, yeah. they've had coaches run in and out, big-name coaches, top-level assistants, you know, everything You know everything else in um, Florida State, too. Uh, and it's, I yeah. mean, it's just brutal. It's just really but hard. 
But here, here is your evidence. Okay, so I have I have Miami at eight, so two spots ahead of Florida State. Um, Mario Cristobal left number fifteen to go to Miami. On my list, he left number fifteen to go to yeah. Miami. It's like it's a desirable job. Like, and I don't even think. And granted, he is from Miami, but I think most coaches, if they got an op- opportunity to leave Oregon to go to Miami or Florida or Florida State, like they're probably taking that. Like those, it's it's just so much yeah. potential. There's so much more potential at any three of those schools than at Oregon. You're pretty limited in Eugene, because um, like yes, yeah. the facilities are great, but it's still Eugene. It's still you know a program that doesn't really have like a really rich history of winning titles, even if they've been good the last twenty years. So anyway, um, all right. So Florida State ten. I have Oklahoma at nine. Um, you could argue them up this list. I, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. That's just kind of where they shook out on my list. Um, lots of history of success, really good program. Recruiting potential is not great in Oklahoma, but they steal a lot of recruits from Texas. They, the, yeah, they, they are in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so they, <laughs> yeah. they, they get all their stuff from Texas. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, it's not like there are no recruits in Oklahoma, but most of the the good recruits that they get are, are from the state of Texas. So, mm-hmm. um, so when Oklahoma is really good, typically Texas struggles because Oklahoma is stealing their recruits. Um, that's been the case so, too, for and like that has fifteen years. Yeah, that's been the case. So, yeah, yeah ever since uh, I mean, ever since the Colt McCoy injury against Alabama, that I mean, Oklahoma yes. has owned the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, um, and Oklahoma was even good then. I mean, a few years prior like they were in national championship games playing sc granted yeah. they got and they got recent player success rolled. too they're like hey we got like three heisman winners in the last however many years you know what i mean all these yeah. number one picks all yeah. these everything it's like yeah man, you're a quarterback come to oklahoma you know different coaches too i mean we got two different coaches Lincoln riley and um yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so oklahoma nine we already talked about miami i have them at eight um Location is incredible. Um, people love Miami. I've never been, but it's you know right on the beach. Um, a downside is the fans don't really seem pretty all weak. that engaged. <laughs> but yeah, but I think if you weak. but I think if you re, if you have the program going, they'll show up. It's 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 kind of like L.A. If your team sucks, you're maybe going to get a half full stadium. Um, people sure. will just go and do other stuff. Um, but if Miami is really good, they're they're up there. Uh, seven, I have LSU. Louisiana has a ton of talent, and no one else can comp- compete with them in Louisiana. Like that's it's it's LSU and nobody else. Um, Bama, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like other other <laughs> other really other really good schools yeah, can come yeah. in and take some recruits, Bama. but in yeah. terms of in-state recruiting, they don't have any competition. Like sure, what, Louisiana sure. Tech, Louisiana Monroe, like there's nobody else. So. <laughs> Um, LSU They're also is, a state that has like pro- professional teams, but it Louisiana. If you talk to anyone from Louisiana, it's it's LSU country. It's not New Orleans Saints. It's definitely not New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> you know, and it, it is LSU country. Like that's yeah. their fan base runs. I mean, you see it. They got like what, like a hundred ninety thousand or a ninety thousand person stadium, completely filled to the brim every single. I think game. it pushes a hundred August. Yeah, even these August games. I mean, if you've been in Louisiana uh, in the summer, it is a tough 
it's tough <laughs> to be yeah to be out there walking around that humidity and man, man they're out in force it's that fan base is huge it's it's monstrous yeah and LSU is like like we were talking about with the Florida schools if you get the right coach there um and you yeah. get and you get some talent in there like you can win fast at LSU yeah oh. um i mean coach o i mean i don't I don't think anyone would really consider Coach O to be like a top ten coach in the country, and he won a national championship at LSU um, with just insane team, insanely insane. recruited, awesome, awesome team. I don't think he's a bad coach. I mean, but that's college football. I mean, I I think even head coaches will even tell you. I mean, success is probably seventy five, eighty percent recruits. You know what I mean? Probably a lot of development, and then coaching maybe like the third most important thing for success in cutting uh, like, you know, coaching ability. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you recruit well, you'll be fine. Yeah. And that, and that's a reason I, I bumped Notre Dame pretty low is because Brian Kelly literally left Notre Dame for LSU. So like oh, yeah. Notre, Notre Dame can't really be all that close in desirability to LSU. If he was just <laughs> no. like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to LSU. You know what I mean? LSU higher. Yeah, I would, I, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, I you got would Florida too. probably higher than LSU. Man, I don't know. I'd probably be higher than LSU higher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we're we're definitely nitpicking here. Absolutely. Um, actually, this might be the one that I change. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move LSU up to five. And then I'm going to move Florida down to seven, which brings me to number six. Um, so we got Miami at eight, Florida at seven. Um, and then six, I have Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, you take out Kirby Smart, you take out this team right now. Um, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't like a crazy desirable um, job. Georgia hadn't been all that good. And like they'd been competitive. Um, but the reason I have them so high um, is because of the potential. I mean, again, we're going to the LSU argument here. There's a lot of talent in Atlanta and Georgia. Like, I mean, there's Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech isn't very good. Uh, Georgia State. Like, it's, it's Georgia and nobody else. Um, so, again, you could argue, you know, Florida. You could argue Bama. You could argue these other teams around. But within the state, it's Georgia and nobody else. So, um, for whatever reason, the South just has – they pump up a ton of money into their program. So, Georgia has a lot of money. Um, location, I've actually – from what I've heard, a game in Athens, at least the atmosphere around – around the stadium, like the tailgating scene, the party scene around the game is actually really awesome yeah. at Athen- yeah. in Athens. So, um, so that's yeah. another, another benefit. Okay. Then I have LSU at five. We already talked about them at four. I have Bama. Um, I went and looked at Bama. Obviously you have the bear Bryant, bear Bryant era. You have the Nick Saban era, tons of national championships. Um, the problem I have, the reason I don't have Bama at one, which is where like everybody has them, I don't particularly understand it. Um, they're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, in terms of location, not necessarily somewhere I would personally want to move my family. Um, you know, like I don't necessarily want to live in Alabama, but whatever. Um, but it's an incredible, it's an incredible program. Lots of history. 
Um, I don't know how much. I mean, they've got to have a lot have a lot of money after all the success they've had. Yes. Um, but recruiting potential. Um, Alabama is good, but not elite like Texas or Louisiana or Georgia or Florida or California. Um, but still obviously able to recruit. We've seen it for 15 years now. So, um, I just didn't think Alabama was quite as desirable as my top three. So I put them at four, um, three, I have Texas university of Texas longhorns, uh, arguably the biggest brand in college football. I would say either Texas or Notre Dame. What would you guys say? I don't know. Bama's pretty big. No, no. Bama no, now in you the guys, last I'm telling you, it's years. not it's not Bama. Bama is good right now, but if, if Bama sucked wow. tomorrow, Bama would not be as would not be nearly as relevant. Texas hasn't been good for like fifteen years. They have their own net they have their like twenty twelve. Okay, ten yeah. years. Yeah, they they were. Wait, that was or eleven? Ten? Ten. Yeah. It was ten. It was twenty ten, I believe. When they lost to Mark Ingram and Bama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's um, Bill McCoy's last year there because he got yeah. and I had to bring in the backup. But that was that was twelve years ago. And Texas has every year it's like, they oh, Texas is back. Like, relevant, Tex- I guess, but Tex- I don't know. I'm telling you, Texas in terms of brand, like annual revenue, they blow everybody out. Um Alabama to me is like Media the pay- coverage though. Media coverage though. Everybody's always talking about Bama. Like you turn on ESPN, it's always about Nick Saban and Alabama and you know yeah, Texas but- has been an afterthought on ESPN and even have some yeah. crazy highlight or it's like, oh nothing else is on but Texas football, right? Like I don't well, know. And even when they were about- bad, it was always like who's gonna be the next coach? Like when Les Miles was there, there Bama it was always like a rumor that is like, Oh, they're gonna steal they're gonna steal um they're gonna steal less miles, they're gonna steal less miles. Like it it always was a thing of like, okay, when when is Bama gonna get their next big coach type of deal? You know, it, it they're I mean it's SEC football and they're arguably the most even before the Nick Saban era and especially after the biggest brand in the biggest conference by far, right? Like at least the biggest conference by far, and they're the biggest brand in it, you know? So that's, that's, that's tough. I I don't know like annual revenue numbers. Obviously Texas is, is monstrous. You know what I mean? It's a huge college town for one has a ton of people. Um, But I mean, Bama football, if we're just talking Bama football, it's, that's, it's huge. I think it's I can, even, can you guys name a starter in the NFL that went to Texas? A starter in the NFL. Okay, but you're okay, you're proving, I, but you're proving, like you're proving players. my you're proving my point though. You're because there there aren't that many players that have come out of Texas that are in the NFL, and we still talk about them. They have not been good, but and they don't still... go to Texas, and that that's not really desirable. You know what I mean? So like. Well, they yeah. haven't gone to Texas. Players haven't gone to Texas because like Sa- Saban would never because they leave co- Bama because their Texas. coaches haven't been good. Yeah, exactly. But no, Saban no, but that's would, but that's because he's even consider. You know what I mean? He's like, I got Bama. Like this is right, but that's because Bama's really, really good. Why he doesn't yeah. care about he doesn't care about brand. He just wants to win. Um, I ain't cares like, about some money. And they make he he they cares the most. 
They do. That's because he's the best. If Texas, if he was at <laughs> yeah. Texas, Texas would be paying him the most, guaranteed. Um, I agree. I'll agree to disagree with you guys. I think if Alabama lost Nick Saban and they had two losing seasons in a row, people would kind of forget about Alabama. But that doesn't happen with Texas. Texas will always be talked about because it's Texas, Notre Dame. I would say even Ohio State. Um, I would say in some ways SC is a bigger brand than Bama because they're in such a huge market. They're just sexier. I don't know. Bama is Bama is Bama is the least sexy dynasty of all time. Like they are so. But it's college football. You know what I mean? Where like the 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 south of college football is it's so big, but it's not considered sexy. You know, maybe besides Miami U, but. Um, yeah, Georgia, LSU, like some of these, like they're not sexy, but they're the biggest, best Ooh. brands of, of LSU. You know, LSU is sexy. I disagree. <laughs> I, mean, I disagree. If you're saying you. LSU is sexy, then Bama pretty freaking Bama sexy too. You know, no, I mean, with all those Heisman no winners, all those, look at all those great coach. I mean, for sure. And I definitely disagree that if Nick Saban left, they had two bad years. I think the media would be like, who's gonna replace? Who's gonna be the next? Bama guy who's going to continue on the dynasty who's going to you know get over yeah and they could be stealing teams from the Floridas from the LSU or coaches from Florida the LSU's for sure I think but we're splitting I, at this point. Mm, I would I would put them over Texas in my opinion yeah I think I think after Saban they could steal a coach from a top school but only because Bama's rolling so much like they've been so good it's like I could literally I would be born like not even on third base but like halfway from third to home you know what I mean like you're basically born on home on home plate you've already rounded the bases uh like that's the only reason because if I if I were to if I were to you know, the best coach in the country, Nick Saban retires and I'm the best remaining coach in the country. And I'm at, I'm let's say Steve Sarkeesian. Um, let's say Nick Saban retires after this year and Alabama calls up Sark and it's like, do you want to leave Texas to come to Bama? It's like, yeah, I still got, I still got a couple years before I can get Texas where I want it to be, but Bama's ready right now. You know what I mean? It's not because yeah. Bama's a bigger brand. It's because Bama's just better right now. They're better than Texas is. Oh, then think back when Saban left the left the pros to go to go to Bama. So he was a incredibly successful coming off national championship at LSU. Mm. Before that was where he was he Michigan State. Uh, where yeah, Michigan State incredibly successful there. I mean, looked at as a top level head coach. It's really. It's really hard for college coaches to get NFL coaching jobs. Got one, didn't do great. So then he comes back to the college, and he was the most desirable college head coach in the country at that at that time. And where does he decide to go? He goes to Bay. Well, it's not like every 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 program just had an opening. They were just like, oh yeah, Nick Saban, come coach here. Like he some took a bad Bama team though, and turned them around. In two years, yeah, because yeah, Nick Saban's incredible. Nick Saban's incredible. I don't know if that's all Nick Saban. I think that's, there's Bam, it's some Bama in there too, for sure. Yeah, I'm not saying Bama's a bad brand. I'm just saying they're not they're not a top three brand in college football. Um, well, when we was the lot before left, and it's man. before before Nick Saban. When was the last time we talked about Bama? Like, when did you even think about Bama? 
Damn it, was not always, good. I feel like they were, they were always not. Talk, they were always talked no, about. They weren't no. good, but neither has Texas hasn't been good. Miami hasn't been good. We still talk about them, but Bama was. That's still my. About. That's and my it, point. Yeah. I don't think we talked about Bama. I, I did not I hear anybody that. talking about Bama when when it was like from 2000 until Nick Saban. Obviously, we can't speak much earlier than that because I don't remember. Um, yeah. But from the time Pete Carroll took over, like I don't remember anybody talking about Bama until Nick Saban showed up. They just were kind of irrelevant. Like nobody cared. Good program. Not a top five program like brand to me i would i would take multiple brands over bama but that's just me okay um you guys made good points for sure and he did turn them around fast and that speaks to the brand definitely um all right number three i got texas huge brand austin is a cool city um recruiting potential is almost unlimited texas has so much talent um and when texas is really good uh, they own the state of Texas in terms of recruiting. Um, so I got Texas number three. You could argue them up even higher than that if you want, but that's where I got them. Uh, two, Ohio State. Ohio is a, uh underrated uh, recruiting state. Ohio State goes even outside of Ohio and steals recruits from other states in the Midwest. Um, just a really good program, passionate fan base. Um, history of success. Um, lots of mon- turnover. They just had Urban lots of Meyer money. was super good. Uh, yeah. Put up their uh, their assistant coach. It wasn't. They didn't even go outside of Ohio State. Got their assistant coach, and you know they haven't really skipped a beat. So yeah. it's like that 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 speaks to the program as well. Well, and Jim Tressel won a national championship. So when Jim yeah. Jim Tressel, uh, not Lincoln Riley, um, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day. Like all all in yeah. a row, so yeah, they've they've had a lot of success. Um, I think it's an incredible brand, um, a ton of fans. There are a lot of Ohio State fans. Um, so anyway, they got they're my number two, and the number one, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I have <laughs> I have a, a vested interest here, but I'm going to make my case. USC is. A, an incredible job. Lincoln Riley went from number nine on my list, and you could argue Oklahoma higher than nine on this list, and he just left them for dead to go to USC, who was four and eight last year. They were terrible. They were bad, you guys. I, I watched all their games. <laughs> they <laughs> sucked. They were bad. And he just left uh, you know, a CFP perennial cfp contender to go to sc it's in la california is loaded with talent loaded with quarterback talent um history of success obviously 11 national championships a bunch of heismans they dominate the pac-12 the path to the college football playoff is pretty easy um lots of money in southern california lots of money within the alumni base um I just think they check every box that I would look for in a in in a, in a team. Um and 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 they just don't have any real competition in Southern California. Like UCLA is a basketball school. If SC's good and they have the right coach, no one's choosing UCLA over SC. They'd be stupid to do so. 
Um, what like is Stamper going to come in and take recruits? Is ASU, U of A, Cal? Like name a school that's just going to come down to Southern Cal and steal recruits from you. Like you it's have the been state. Oregon. It's been Oregon. But in that's only past, that's has. only because SC's had some crappy coaches. I mean, they were starting to in the Chip Kelly era before uh, before Carroll left. They were starting yeah. to snag them up. Yeah, but still, even if Oregon comes in and takes a couple, like there is so yeah. much talent in California and SC with Lincoln Riley. Um, I mean, they went from four and eight to like people are talking about how they could be in the playoff this year. It's not just me. Like people are talking about the USC being in the playoff this year. Um, their defense obviously is a limitation, but um, that offense, show me an offense that's been better than SC's offense so far. And I will disagree with you because I've watched a lot of college football. No one has come close to SC's offense. It's incredible. Have you guys watched them play? I watched the first, yeah, like first like quarter and a half until the game. It just didn't become a game. <laughs> I get Stanford. I'm like, okay, let's watch this. And I was like, okay, yeah, they're going to dominate them. Time to turn Florida. Uh, then I turned four to Kentucky on. Yeah. Um, I just, like you guys talked about Nick Saban turning around Bama fast. Um, and obviously we're two games into the season. But, I mean, the turnaround from last year to this year, I mean, he just turned that offensive roster around entirely in like six months. Um, and a lot of that is Lincoln Riley and a lot of that is the USC brand. Um, I just think sorry to 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 throw a curveball to you, but it's part of it because they've also played Rice and Stanford so far. Like they haven't really played anybody anybody tough yet. Like, yeah, it'll be interesting you, to see at least week four when they play Oregon State. I think that's when we're going to figure out if they're they're legit or not. It's week four yeah. against it's Oregon true. State, and really the purpose of this isn't for me to talk about how <laughs> excited I am for this season. How amazing I see. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's, yeah. it's it's really just to show like SC checks all the boxes that you'd as a head coach. Like Oklahoma is easily a top ten job in college football. And he just left them for dead. It's and they were morbid. rolling. Like they were good. They were good. Yeah. Oklahoma is a good program. He had them Playing real good football, he just left for SC. Well, Bob I think recruiting class has uh, have graduated. He was like, oh, oh, "Get out of here!" No way, dude. Look <laughs> no. at Bob Stoops. Look, look at the look. He's at the been big... gone now for a bit too. But... He's been gone for a bit, and even <laughs> even when Bob Stoops was in charge, look at his last like five or six years. Like, I don't. I think maybe they won a Big Twelve title. Maybe two, maybe one or two. Once Lincoln took over, they won like six in a row. Like yeah. they dominated the big the Big Twelve, and uh, Stoops wasn't. He, Lincoln Riley is an incredible recruiter. He's bringing in better talent than Bob Stoops was offensively for sure. He is an offensive. He is a quarterback, top level guy. It's, it's. I mean, every single year now it seems you know they're always getting that. That top 11, you know, have you heard that elite 11 school or whatever of these quarterbacks in high school? They go to this Trent Dilfer school elite and it has the best 11. They pick who's the best. And, you know, every college coach always goes. I think Lincoln Riley has gotten like 
the top four like MVPs of this, you know, elite 11 camp, you know, he's, a, he just offensive wise, he is, he is getting the guys. Cause I mean, it's an awesome offense to play, you know, they're going to be in the, in the gun and they're going to be slinging it the entire time and yeah. they're going to have success. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, and if you win games, defensive guys will show up. All you need is like, if you have an offense like that, you just need your defense to be competent. They don't need to be elite. You, they just need to be competent. You, you got to get defensive. I think for defensive guys to show up, you got to get defensive guys in the draft. Yeah. That's why I think you see the Alabamas, the LSUs, the SECs, the best defensive guys go there because the stats might not come in defense. It just depends. You know, that's a lot of opportunity. But if you still are getting first round picks all throughout on your defense, then the defensive guys show up. I think that's probably, in my opinion, it seems like more important to winning. Uh, or more important to recruiting defensive guys than than just winning games because Oklahoma bit has been winning games and their defense ob- has been obviously good for Big 12 you know what I mean but I mean even not the best for Big 12 I think Oklahoma State's usually had a better defense and it's he's been nowhere close defensively on his recruiting as you know the the you know the the best SEC teams I mean no I mean it's impossible to beat Alabama but I mean Georgia's been on a roll and then uh, LSU, if we're just talking the last like ten years, been pretty good too. Georgia yeah. just won a national championship with Stetson Bennett as their quarterback, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like their defense is yeah. Anyway. And then they just got five guys in the first round with a bunch of <laughs> bunch of those guys being defense. Their number one pick was they got a number one pick where was a guy who was like, is he even their best player on defense? I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's <laughs> that's what's going to get you. Yeah, he that's was, what's going to was... get you these. Uh, I mean, he was a freak athlete, like raw, but um, yeah, he didn't he have le- the, the, the stats. He was legit like their third best player on defense. Yeah. And he got drafted first overall. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. Um. I think that's enough for college football. Sorry, I probably wore you guys down with my college football talk, but do you, uh, let me go over, <laughs> let me, I'll, I'll go over my, fif- my 15 again. I'll just say I'm quick. Uh, 15, Oregon, 14, Notre Dame, 13, Texas A&M, 12, Michigan, 11, Clemson, 10, Florida State, 9, Oklahoma, 8, Miami, 7, Florida, 6, Georgia, 5, LSU, 4, Bama, 3, Texas, 2, Ohio State, and 1, USC. The Over, what's your number one pick? What would, what would your number one be? That's tough. <laughs> I honestly think LSU would be my number one. Not a bad answer. No. Just because it just seems like their atmosphere is so much, I don't know, to me personally, it just seems like LSU's atmosphere is, I don't know, it just seems like it's a, a very cool place to, to just be a coach and they always have I, insane, like what we talked about, insane talent, right? Um, and it, Tony's other schools, I don't know, like, to me, like, you know, like, USC, like, <clears throat> obviously, like, they're in, like, a big market, and they're, like, obviously, like, a big brand, but part of it is, like, being in LA, it's almost, they're, like, treated as, like, a pro team, not even, like, a college team, right, where it's just, like, LSU, it's, like, you know, they're in a college town in the Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right, like, that's literally the only thing that's there, which kind of makes that, like, that 
that like about it's like college football right there you know? it's a college football state yeah it's not even yeah. the town of baton rouge i'm telling you like anyone that i met from louisiana oh. they are lsu fans way more than they're anything else you know and mm-hmm. literally everyone i met from louisiana are lsu fans you don't meet someone who's there's like yeah i don't really like college football like yeah. they're all nuts mm-hmm. like they're all nuts about lsu yeah yeah so anyway that or like alabama is kind of in the same way but i feel like before saving, like LSU was still, you know, at least from like my like lifetime, right? LSU has always been pretty relevant with you know Nick Saban, Les Miles, now, um, Brian Kelly. Probably, like, yeah. yeah, it's like they've always had great coaching. They've always had great teams. Like they've always been relevant. Um, and, and Coach O, right? So like, not that he was this amazing coach. I think he just inherited an extremely talented team. Um. But he was there for a few years before that they got that insane national championship. That's true. He was there like three years, three, four years. A lot of those guys were his recruits. Mm-hmm. That's Kojo's, true. Kojo's a pretty like respected guy in in like the college football world. Um yeah. I just I think he's a I think he's a better assistant coach than he is head coach. Mm-hmm. You want to out you want undefeated at SC, right? For like five games? Uh, he, did, he, 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 he did really well. Uh, I was I bummed think, that I they didn't hire him. I don't think they went, then he went to LSU, they went right? Uh, yeah. Then he went to, L- uh, yeah, I think you're right. Was that the whole Sarkeesian thing? Was, was that when he took over for USC is the whole start? So. There's your answer. SC turned down Orgeron and LSU picked up the scraps. <laughs> LSU won a national championship. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think LSU got the better. By USC. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like. But who knows? Maybe Coach O would still be the coach at SC, and they wouldn't have ever gotten Lincoln Riley. So if that yeah, means a few years of sucking to get Lincoln Riley, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan, who do you like? Who's your so, number? So I think if if I'm not if I'm being completely um, completely serious, I think I'm putting Bama. I think I, I think you guys are underrating how relevant they still were and how big uh, college football is in that town and how it was. I mean, they were still a thing. Um, it's more than brand, just the town, though. the brand itself. No, of course it's more of the town, but I mean, we're we're also talking about a whole state. It's the same thing. I yeah. think. I mean, and just being in the military, I've known so many people from the south, and college football to them is it's crazy how much it is to like anyone I've met. You know what I mean? Like you're you're nuts about college football, right? These people from the south, it's not that they're like they don't follow any other sport. Like they they only follow college football, and that mm-hmm. they only care about it. It's like they're it's insane, and that's the people from Bama, the people from LSU, uh, or from Louisiana. Um, I mean, some people from Florida. I mean, but but those two states for sure, it, it it's crazy. I think it's a huge, um, I think it's a huge brand, and then I think if we're talking right now in 2022. They've just basically been the Yankees of the last 10 years, just so dominant. So that I think you're right uh, when you're saying that you can just walk into that program and you'll instantly have success. And I think for a coach, one, you're going to get paid a ton of money because Saban is getting paid a ton of money. So they have a ton of money. And then you're walking into a program that's going to be like, okay, you have all these recruiting pipelines that you've built up now over the past, you know, 15 years, 12, 15 years. Uh, in in my opinion, the best states for talent, which is 
the the Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, like this whole South has, in my opinion, the best football players, and they and they can just get whoever they want. You know, there's, I mean, they're stealing every. I mean, it, a lot of it's saving, but a lot of it's just. Hey, Alabama has four first round picks every single year, all the time for the past twelve years. You know, it's it it's incredibly desirable, and then you're also like LSU and some of these other places, just bigger than life on campus around there. Um, and you're on TV all the time. So I would say Alabama, if I'm get, being completely serious, if I'm going to be unserious, I would make a case for uh, Wisconsin. And get out of here. My case for Wisconsin, <laughs> for Wisconsin is completely div- like uh, different than uh, what we've talked about as what would be desirable. It's almost the opposite. It's almost that you're if you're in Wisconsin, you're totally good. And it doesn't matter with being like the third or fourth best team in the Big Ten that you get yeah. to pick up all the scraps from Ohio State, all the scraps from Michigan. Um, you're going to get all your big farm boys from all around there. You're always going to have a good team. And no one in Wisconsin is going to be mad at you if you don't win national championships, if you don't even win Big Ten championships. You're always going to sell out. It has a great atmosphere. But, you know, expectations aren't that high. You get paid good money. Madison is a super cool town, way, way cool college town. And, yeah, you get to just kind of live life easy. That would be my pick. That's my I think- unserious pick. You can make a I mean, there's a lot of schools you could probably make like a, a similar case. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I was just thinking Boise State would be kind of a fun one just because it's just like, you know, you're probably getting scraps from some of the Pac-12 schools. Um, they're a great football team. Like, you're in the Mountain West, so it's like other than like maybe BYU, right? Like, yeah. competition isn't – like, you pretty much have owned that conference in the last, you know, 20 years, college football. Um but yeah, no, you to play I, on a blue field. Yeah, play on a blue field. Yeah, Boise's cool. Good brewery scene. Yeah, absolutely. The Smurf turf. <laughs> yeah, the Smurf turf. Yeah. Completely I think, gross, but you know. I got Wisconsin pick, Bill, and that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I like Wisconsin. They do that cool jump around at the at the fourth quarter. It's always a it's always a cool video. Russell Wilson went there. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. went there. Yeah. Jonathan the Taylor. Fringe. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like a running back you. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. They had like another guy who was like third or fourth in Heisman. Mon- yeah, yeah, Monty Ball. Yeah. 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 Always good offensive line because you just get these farm boys, you know? Yeah. That no one, they're like in a town of 100 people, no one finds them, but same yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I had Wisconsin at 20 on my list. They were on my list. <laughs> well, it should have been number one. <laughs> I just don't think you'd. That would be take- my. I don't think you necessarily, as a college football coach, like most of these guys, they're taking jobs for the upside. Like, can I win national championships? Not, can I win nine games and not get fired? Well, me personally, I like less expectations. I think I like yeah. living my life with minimal expectations. You know, so I'll go to a place where, uh, you know, relative to how good I can do and how bad, you know, how bad, and then expectations. It it has a high floor. You know, lower ceiling, but yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, Madison is cool. I'm telling you, Madison is a super, super cool town. I get it. I think if you're, I think if you're young, take a risk. But uh, who yeah, was the? I'm totally joking. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but no, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a point to your, to your, to your point. I guess. Uh, 
who was the Riley Riley uh, Oregon State coach? Something Riley. Oh, Ooh, I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oregon State coach Riley, Mike Riley. Oh, Mike Riley. Mike yeah. Riley was the coach at Oregon State for a quite a long time, um, and they were like competitive all the time. Like those Oregon State teams were tough. SC lost to like two or three of them in their dynasty years. Like they were really good, and Oregon State would just beat them. It was weird. Um, Mike Riley would win eight games. And there's no way he would have ever been fired from Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Ever, <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. And he left to go coach at Nebraska, and within a few years, they fired him. And it's like, <laughs> man, I mean, and he was an older guy. It's like, yeah. dude, just stay in Corvallis and win nine games a year. Yeah. And just stay there. Like they're never gonna fire they're never gonna fire Mm -hmm. you. There's no pressure. Oregon State fans don't expect you to win the Pac twelve. They just like be okay and keep you around. Exactly. Yeah. I I think if you're that's Wisconsin too, I'm telling you. Like, hey, we don't expect you to ever beat Michigan, ever beat Ohio State, maybe a couple upsets, you know, but you know, if you do okay, we're gonna go crazy. We'll go crazy for you. So Yeah. We have lost Jacob. <laughs> the Wisconsin pig broke his whole computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has to recalibrate. <laughs> yeah, totally recalibrate. Like, we have to recalibrate on the SC, uh, the SC pick, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Homer pick. I was yeah, you know, he's happy about it. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully they don't, hopefully they don't go, like, 9-3 and three this season. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, oh, man. We're back in Doomsville. Yeah, Jacob might be depressed if they went nine and three this year. It's totally possible. No, absolutely. All right, you guys want to get into uh, Jordy Star NFL or no? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I, I say with these uh, panic levels, we just like cruise through these a little bit to get to our picks. Sounds good. Because we spent way more time on college football than I was expecting. That's so fun. sorry about that. Um, Dylan, do you want to introduce what we're? Yeah, so we're going to be uh, going through the. Uh, we're talking uh, playoff teams. So uh, some, I mean, some of these teams, it's tough to say if they all had if they had Super Bowl aspirations or not. Um, uh, but definitely all of them had. They definitely all have playoff team uh, aspirations, and they're all week one losers. And so we're going to be talking about uh, the pan the panic levels. Um. Obviously, it's week one. I think for some, you can say, hey, look, they're maybe not supposed to be good this year, but they're still playoff aspirations. So, you know, the panic can be pretty high. But, uh, yeah, we got – what do we got? About 10 teams. Uh, we'll cruise through these. First one we're going to go through is the Packers. Panic level on the Packers. Oliver, you go first. I'm going to go one. I don't think – I mean, week one in Minnesota. Minnesota's. I think, going to be a much better football team than people are expecting. Packers historically have been pretty bad week one. They got blown out week one last year. You still have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not panicking if I'm the Packers. 100%. Totally agree. What about you, Jacob? You're <laughs> yeah, Jacob. <laughs> and this is and this is like our panic levels for you as fans. So if you're a Packers fan, because I'm not panicking, I don't give a crap about the Packers. If they mm-hmm. lose, if they lose 17 games, like no skin off my back, I don't care. I do have a coworker that's a Packers fan, so I'll feel bad for her. But anyway, um, I'm staying the three because what we saw with the Packers is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Aaron Rodgers has no weapons. He has nobody to throw to. A.J. Dillon is awesome, and he's the best running back on the team. He's better than Aaron Jones. Uh, A.J. Dillon is awesome. That dude runs hard, and he can catch the ball too. Like He's a good receiving back, despite how freaking huge he is. Um, A.J. Dillon was the best player on the Packers that night. But, um, I mean, I don't think the offensive line looked – all that incredible. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did not look good, and he didn't have anyone to throw to. That is exactly what I expected the Packers to look like. I was surprised at how accurate my takes were in the offseason. So, yeah, I'm at like a three. Like, that's a problem. It's not just going to get fixed overnight. That's my opinion. You guys trust Aaron Rodgers more than me. Well, he he literally did the same thing last year against a worse team. Uh, obviously, yeah. had better weapons, but they looked a lot worse in that first game than they did uh, in this first game. And I watched through that whole game and there's just like a couple missed opportunities that could have, I mean, it's an NFL game. Football can kind of make or break on, you know, four or five plays and they all just kind of got, you know, that, that I think that fourth and one where uh, your boy, AJ Dillon getting stood up at the one yard line. Um, I think that's a big, how dare you? <laughs> that's, that's a big one. I, I mean, anytime Aaron Jones had the ball in that game, he was making something happen. Um, I, I expect them to get get him the ball definitely out in space a lot more throughout the season. And yeah, I mean, we all know how we feel about Aaron Rodgers, but he's still really, really good. They'll be good. I, I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be packing or panicking too much if it's like week five and they're still looking the same. Then for sure, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying last year we expected the Packers to be good. They had Devontae Adams. Like we expected them to be good. They came out with a stinker in week one. It's like, all right, well they sucked, but like they still have Devontae Adams. This week it's like, well, they sucked. And they still don't have anyone to throw to. So like yeah. what's he gonna do to make it better? That's my question. Is like how are they gonna get better? Who's gonna make them better? Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon can only do so much. They're running backs. Their number one receiver so, was out last, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I obviously don't one have Devontae. Receiver is obviously Alan Lazard. Absolutely, we said the same thing when they lost Greg Jennings, and then uh, uh, Jordy Nelson became the number one guy. So, I mean, we'll see. Rodgers have made uh, stud receivers yeah. out of out of guys who weren't who weren't so good uh, before. If he makes Alan Lazard a true number one in the NFL, I will never say another bad thing about Aaron Rodgers. I, I, yeah. Mark my word, I will. I will never <laughs> question him again. If he makes Alan Lazard specifically, like if if Christian Watson comes out and he's awesome, like like whatever, he was a second round pick, like he's supposed to be good. But if he makes Alan Lazard a number one fantasy wide receiver this year, I'll never question Aaron. So Rodgers top again. twelve, he needs to finish okay. top twelve, top twelve in the. So NFL. If if Alan Lazard finishes a top twelve wide receiver, okay, okay. Um, I, I'll never, oh, this is hard. 
I don't know if I can. We got mark this down. I don't know if I can commit to never. He could be getting some touchdowns soon. (laughs) I'll never question Aaron Rodgers' football ability again. How about that? But I might question (laughs) his douchebagginess. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Good for that. We got Broncos next. You want to kick this one off, Jacob? Uh, Broncos, I'm at a one. It's, I mean, new quarterback, new coach. Uh, they have good weapons. Their running backs are good. They'll they'll be fine. I'm I'm not like I don't know. I'm not overly concerned about it. That was a hard environment. That's a hard place to play, and they were pumped, and they were loud every time he was on the field. So eh, the Broncos, I think they'll be fine. I'm at a one. Uh, I think I'll go a little bit higher, maybe just a two, not so much higher. I think. We run that game back. They win. They win that game nine out of ten. I mean, they're on the fourth and goal. Um, you know, they're probably going to get at least ten points seventy percent of the time. They're not going to fumble both times. Um, the one that I do, it's like they needed to win that though. They needed to win that game. If they have Super Bowl playoff aspirations, that's a game they need to win. Uh, they have to go through NFC. You know, the AFC West. Um, yeah, I think the, some of these NFC West teams that, that looks bad, they're going to be better. I would put them out of two. What do you got, Oliver? I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go three. The only reason why is there's a lot of people who pick them to be a top five team in the, this year. They still into, could be. They go into Seattle, and some people have Seattle being the second cool. or third worst team in the league, right? True. So to go into Seattle and to lose to you know a team that is supposedly on paper a lot less talented, granted, I mean, it is a, a – crazy environment but and there are some just really weird coaching decisions made like yeah Yeah. you pay 260 million dollars for a quarterback in fourth and four in the fourth quarter you decide to kick a 65 yard field goal like hopefully that's just like a rookie coaching mistake but i don't know that's one of the worst i think i've ever seen the more i think about i think that's one of the worst coaching decisions maybe i've i can that i can remember Yeah. yeah And Agreed. it's like you're in a tough division. You can't give up these True. types of games. Yes. So it's like if you're already – like look what the Chiefs just did. And people thought the Chiefs were going to be kind of, you know, down this year, right? True. They sure did not look like that yeah, on Sunday. Um, so anyway, I don't – I wouldn't necessarily be like super panicking, but I would be kind of saying what the hell just happened because they should have won that game. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And they're a much talented team. And, you know, both sides of the football looked good. But it's hard to say because it's like the Seahawks aren't supposed to be very good at all. They're supposed to be a bottom five team. So, yeah. I don't know, week one, I, I get it, new quarterback, new coach, things like that. But I don't know, that I'd be slightly panicking after some of the coaching decisions. Agreed. Yeah. Bengals. I'll start off with the Bengals. I put them out of one. They, I mean, Joe Burrow probably had his worst game that he's ever had his his entire career, and they were an extra point away from winning. To me, that I mean, that's it. I mean, that five turnovers from Burrow alone, they were one. You know, and I don't, and I, I don't think the Steelers are going to be a terrible team this year. I think they still have a really good defense. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with TJ Watt. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't be worried. Week one jitters. I don't think he played any really preseason games. I think that that makes that makes a little bit of a difference. But I, yeah, I'm not worried about them. What about you, Oliver? I agree. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be worried. Week one, yeah, Burrow had a bad game, right? Yeah, it, you didn't see that from it at all last year. So, 
They yeah. still have, you know, crazy talent. They shot themselves in the foot so much that game, right? A couple extra, you know, yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll leave it quick because I'm sure Jacob's on the same page, but I'm not worried one bit. Yeah. I'm actually at a five with the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. No, I'm at a one. The Bengals are fine. Joe yeah. Burrow's awesome. Jamar Chase is awesome. T. Higgins is awesome. Tyler Boyd is good. Joe Mixon is awesome. The offensive line that's a worry. Looked yeah. looked like a problem, but it's also There's, a brand. There's like two new, yeah. two or three new starters on that offensive yeah. line. It's gonna take time to gel. I mean, that offensive line is probably gonna struggle for a few weeks, but I'll bet you they'll hit a rhythm and they'll be fine. Um, the Bengals are too talented to not be good this year. They're fine. I'm at a one. And that's not going to happen again. Yeah. Burrow's not throwing that many that many interceptions again. I agree. I agree. You want to start us off with the Cowboys, Jacob? Oh, five. <laughs> like, yeah. Five. If I could go higher than five, I would. Even with Dak, I'm at a five. Um, without Dak, I'm at like a 12. The Cowboys looked horrible. Actually, okay, I will say their offense looked horrible. Their defense actually, I mean, they held – Tampa Bay, a really good offense to 19 points. Um, and that was with an offense sucking. Um, so the defense was okay. Like if their offense was really good, I'd feel really good about this team. Um, but that offense is stinky, man. Uh, I did think, I did think Zeke, I thought Zeke was actually pretty explosive. I don't know about you guys. I thought, I thought he was hitting the hole pretty hard. Like he had some decent runs. Um, I mean the stats. I don't think. I don't think. I doubt the stats show very much. But just watching him play, I'm like Zeke actually looked pretty good. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought, yeah, his performance and Micah Parsons were their only bright spots. That was it. That was yeah. the only thing. I think one of the biggest things they can be, they should be concerned about, obviously outside of Dak's uh, injury, is that uh, Ceedee Lamb was getting no separation. He had 11 targets, yeah. had two receptions. That's and it. And the Buccaneers defense is good and they do put pressure on the quarterback well. And I think their offense the uh Cowboys offensive line is gonna be an issue all season. Um, but I mean, eleven targets, you're only reeling in two of them, and it didn't seem like he was getting he was supposed to be I mean, this was his leap year, right? This was the year that I was like, Oh, is he gonna be elite? Did not see it that game. I agree, I have a five. Um I, yeah, I think they're going to be bad. I, don't think I do too. They could win yeah. five games, yeah, maybe. So that's what I got. You at. know, you know who else has a good defense? The Bills and Cooper Cup had ten catches for like ninety-five yards and two touchdowns. That's right. So, like, I don't care if someone has a good defense. You're supposed to be the dog for this team. I agree, C.D. Lamb. That might be a problem. I think they committed to. The wrong guy. I mean, Amari Cooper got a lot of flack, kind of, but especially in fantasy because it's like he's either 40 points or zero. But yeah. I think Amari Cooper is a better – right now, just watching that game, I think Amari is better than CD, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Not looking good for CD. What do you got, Oliver? I'm at a 5-2. Even when Dak was in the game, you know – he only completed half of his passes with an interception and only 130 yards, right? Like, not – like, even with Dak in the game, they were not doing anything. So, it's like, okay, now you have Cooper Rush, whoever the hell that <laughs> guy is. Yeah. Um, 
Disney Channel boy band yeah. member. It sounds yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> we don't really have, like, yeah, like CD Lamb. He did not. He didn't show up, or he's not who we think he is. And so now it's like, okay, you're going to rely on Zeke, who has been a shell of himself the last couple of years. Sure, he looked pretty good the other night, but I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable trusting a, a late twenties running back with not nearly the the production he's had or yeah. should be having behind a, a much worse offensive line compared to the last previous years that they've had. So. Yeah, I'm and no and no Tyron Smith either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Mike McCarthy is, I think, a very overrated coach. How he got the Dallas Cowboys job beats me. But yeah, it's just like bad coach, backup quarterback, bad offensive line, kind of diminishing running back. Yeah, not looking good. Not looking good. Not, yeah, not good. I do think Micah Parsons is incredibly legit though. He was he's impressed. He can be the best defensive player in the NFL in a couple of years, I think. They're only bright spot. Did you guys see Leonard Fournette's block on Micah Parsons though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was he's sick. a big block, but I mean I don't know. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's almost I mean, he's I huge. Mean, <laughs> he might be bigger than Parsons. <laughs> he could so very well. But it's still it, it nothing it's nothing against Parsons. It yeah. was just an awesome block. It was it, it, that's why it, that's why it was so impressive. It's because it was Parsons. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, Fournette came into training camp at like two sixty five. He's so <laughs> he's probably still got some of that off season yeah, on him. Yeah, I'm sure he's he hasn't like, lost no thirty pounds. Yeah, I bet he's pushing two fifty. Yeah, I would not. Well, just hey. as much as Micah Parsons. Yeah. And it was kind of like Lenny, lo- Lenny looked. Lenny looked good though. He looked yeah. good. Yeah, that is true. All right, we got next 49ers. You want to kick that one off, Oliver? I got like a three. Ooh. They lost to a real bad Bears team. Granted, the weather was not super great, but, I mean, Trey Lance did not look very good, and you just committed a whole lot of your future to him. Um, yeah, hopefully they can turn it around. Oh, hopefully not next week because they play the Hawks, but hopefully maybe weeks three or four they can turn it around, but. Yeah, I don't know. And part of it is maybe just because, you know, Trey Lance doesn't have a ton of experience. But so far, what we've seen of Trey Lance has not been very impressive. Lost to a real bad Bears team, too. And it's just like the Shanahan offense, you know, with all the, you know, they have some pretty good running backs. They have Debo Samuels, and they still couldn't beat the Bears. And that, that defense is supposed to be elite, and they gave up 20 points. Like, I don't know. To me, that's just... Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of concerned about the 49ers. I would say you said, you said a three, Oliver. Yeah, like two and a half, three. Yeah. Part of it is they're not. I mean, the AFC or the NFC West outside of the the Rams, I don't think is very strong. So at least they're kind of you know on the upper end of that division. So anyway, but yeah, so I'm at like two and a half, three. Yeah. For me, I got like them at. I mean. That game, I've watched back. I was watching a good amount of that game on Sunday. Then I went back and watched like the condensed replay, and it really came down to two plays by Fields in the second half. I mean, no one could do anything for three quarters. There was like a team could do something with that weather, but I think it was like ten minutes left in the fourth. It was, I mean, it was a a complete puddle. It was crazy to see. Fields made two big plays. One on just like uh, yeah, scramble around. Um, 
the D, you know, the 49ers lost a guy and, you know, he scored a touchdown. But, I mean, he didn't look good either. He went like eight for 15. It's a bad team. They need to win that game. I can't I just, I can't take anything really away from that game, in my opinion. It's just with that weather, how it was, game one. I got like a one or a two. I think if, I, if I'm just talking Trey Lance, I got a three. I'm at like a three with him. But as the team has by themselves, one or a two. What do you got, Oliver? That's f- that's or funny Jacob. you say that's funny you say that because I'm actually the opposite as you. Um well No, I'll say I'll say I say I'm a two. For the team and I'm at like a four with Trey Lance. The fact that they no. had to restructure Jimmy Garoppolo's contract and they're like, hey, maybe it's not so bad to keep him around, right? Like to me, that just screams that they don't trust Trey Lance. Like, they, they're invested in him, but they don't trust him. Mm-hmm. But that weather was terrible. I'm not making any judgment whatsoever on Trey Lance until until I see something not in that weather. That was disgusting. I hate watching games like that. I'm like, we're not seeing how good anybody is yeah. right now. We're just... Like, who can get lucky with a couple of plays? Like you said, um, like, Justin Fields struggled, too. He had a couple of nice plays, but, like, have you guys ever tried throwing, a like, a regulation-sized football in the rain? I mean, I can't throw – I mean, my hands are tiny, so I can't throw in a regulation-sized football in perfect yeah, weather. It, so, but, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's really, really – it's really hard. Um, I was impressed with some of the throws they were able to make because it was – hissing rain during that game um i i mean i feel less good about my <laughs> niners winning the nfc west <laughs> but i i'm just gonna reserve judgment until i can see them play in regular conditions because yeah. that just was so crappy um there were penalties yeah. uh i did think trey lance made some throws that were Redeemable. I was about like to he say made, that. yeah, there was he had a couple of made, nice down the field throws. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and like middle of the field, which like yeah. when it, when a quarterback is is not all that competent, they'll just hit the flats. They'll hit you know they'll do out routes. They'll do everything they can to not throw it over the middle of the field. He had a few throws in the middle of the field that were pretty like good throws. They weren't like crazy throws or anything like that, but like they were NFL throws. Like they were good throws. Um, but definitely left something to be desired. I just want to see in better conditions. Um, cause I still think that roster is really good. And Trey Lance, like I just, I want him to be good because yeah. he looks good in a football uniform. He has a great arm. He's athletic. Although there were a couple of times, maybe it was just, he wasn't able to get his footing because it was so wet, but there were a couple of times where he wasn't able to get out of the pocket and he wasn't able to like, get around like a D end. And I'm like, wait, aren't you supposed to be like really fast? Yeah. Hey, just Justin Fields was getting around D ends. Like he was getting out of the pocket. Yeah. I saw some of that in like the first two quarters, but I mean, it's really hard to, to like overstate, especially in that fourth quarter, how bad it was coming down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was, I don't yeah. think I can remember uh, a, a game like that. 
you know, yeah. ever. Yeah. You could I mean, hardly it, you, could, you could hardly see the field because the, yeah. the the camera lens was so wet. There was a yeah, and there was a point where all the the white for like the the, the yard lines was completely wiped away, and on the <laughs> on the broadcast they had fake lines for just the yard lines for the for like the ten Did to they twenty. Really? Yeah, it that for. I mean, it became a monsoon seven minutes in, like at seven the seven minute mark in the fourth quarter. It was a straight up monsoon. So, jeez, and he still ended up like ten, you know, uh, like ten rushes, fifty some yards. So, I agree. Yeah, I just don't know. I we'll see. I, I can't take anything away from that game at all. It's a crazy game. But one last thing to back up my point: the media. There's a lot of rumors going around about, you know, Chris Sims, Sean Payton, a lot of these big media guys are saying Jimmy G will at some point replace Trey Lance. And that there's already talks in the locker room. So it's like, I don't know. That's not a healthy environment to be in when you have. No. Yeah, but if, if Trey, if Trey comes out week two against the Seahawks and plays really good football, like those talks are going to stop. Yeah, absolutely. But what happens if it doesn't? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. If he comes out and sucks, if he comes out and sucks just as bad as he did in Chicago, then I'm like, all right. Well, it wasn't the elements. You just suck. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway. I mean, it could it, even maybe even after week two, I'll still give him some slack because it is still like what his third or fourth start in the NFL. I don't yeah. know. We'll yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Tough to take what do we got next? Way. We got Cardinals next. I'll kick that off. I got them at like a probably like a four. I think offensively they're going to do better. I actually thought watching rewatching that game, I thought Kyler Murray had some moments that looked that didn't look bad. That looked, you know, better than I thought. Um, if you just like read he- headlines or what or saw the stats, I thought I thought he was a little bit better than um, just on uh, just on the eye test. Uh, I think the defense is god awful though. So um, it wasn't like bad. rewatching. I, I mean, Mahomes was diamond him up, but. I mean, those guys were wide open, wide open across the middle on the sideline. I mean, it didn't matter that. So the defense can't, they might just get run through all season. I think their offense is probably going to be pretty decent, uh, especially when Hopkins comes back. Um, and I think that NFC West might be not as good as what we all kind of thought. That might not be a good division. So, so, I mean, that kind of helps more. I think then, yeah, it probably helps more for you with that Niners pick. Um, Rams obviously will be good. We'll see with that, but yeah, I probably have my four almost based defensively alone. Didn't look good at home too. What do you got, Oliver? Yeah, I mean, I never really considered the the Cardinals a contender this year. I think the last podcast or two podcasts below before I thought I thought the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the division this or finished fourth in the division this year. So. Okay. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I, I I mean, I guess if I was like a Cardinals fan, I'd be like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, I, if I was a Cardinals fan, I'd be at like a five. Um, yeah, not good. Again, it, it's a good Kansas City team, but yeah, that like you know, the Mahomes could have, you know, just he he had options the whole night, and mm-hmm. it's just like from a deep, and it's yeah. like they're an old team, so it's just like. I don't know. Like you're an old team with, I think, a bad coach and a, a young kind of emotional quarterback who's very hit or miss. So it's, I don't know. There's just not a whole lot to like there. Yeah. From a from a 
you know, roster, coaching staff. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I have no expectations for the Cardinals this year. Yeah. I think I've seen J.J. Watt in street clothes more the past five years than mm-hmm. an actual uniform. Yeah, yeah. I saw him on the. I saw him in. I saw him on the sideline in street clothes. I'm like, why isn't this guy playing? What is wrong with him now? Why is he just retired, dude? Like you're never healthy. You mm-hmm. played like one game in the last five years. Like I'm tired of hearing like, oh well, when J.J. Watt gets well, they still got like, J.J. No, when he gets yeah. healthy, yeah. he's gonna get hurt again, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. and he's gonna be a shell of himself because he hasn't played. Like when he was on tech uh, on the Texans, he was dominant, right? When he was on the field, but like, yeah. oh, he's he's getting old and he hasn't played. Though. Yeah, we're talking like eight years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Wow. Like, yeah, it's been a bit. So, so he definitely lost probably two or three steps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that to rely on JJ Watt on your defense—that's yeah, just not good. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, it's also kind of funny that his brother. I mean, uh, not funny. It's sad, but his brother tore a pick because I feel like that JJ Watt every year was always just tearing his pick. Was, mm-hmm. the, like, like for some reason in my memory, it's JJ Watt has torn like both of his picks seventeen times, and then TJ like, <laughs> Watt also tore a pick. It's like, man, they need to get. They have a good gene pool, obviously. You know, great NFL players, but you know, bad peck genes for sure. Bad, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're big. <laughs> they're, they're big. big yeah. yeah, big old picks. Yeah. Easier to tear. I am. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my panic level around this. Eh, I'm gonna put it at a four for the Cardinals. I put it at a three for the Packers, um, and I'm comparing those two a little bit because. What I saw from the Cardinals is what I expected to see from the Cardinals. I didn't expect much. I didn't think they were going to be very good this year. And so, yeah, after getting that confirmed, I'm like, oh, crap. This is if I were a Cardinals fan, obviously. Yeah. I don't care if the Cardinals are bad. Um, but I'm like, oh, crap. Like This is what we saw late in the season last year. Is this just what the Cardinals are now? They're just not as good as we thought they were going to be last year early in the season the only reason i don't have them at a, at a five is because they were playing patrick mahomes um i just don't know like patrick mahomes we were talking earlier about how i was saying i might be putting josh allen above patrick mahomes and then i went and watched that game yeah. <laughs> and he's Dude, he's so good. He's the best quarterback in the league. It's, he's so good. Um, so I'll wait to put it to a five until I see this again against a non-Patrick Mahomes-led team. Who do they play next week? They have a they have a gauntlet Raiders. at the beginning of the season. They have the Raiders. They have the, they have the, they have the Raiders. So that's a, that's not an easy game either. That might um, be a panic-level team too, but yeah. If they, if they lose... Yeah, I only didn't put the Chargers or them on there because they lost to another really good team. Um, but if they lose again to the Raiders by like more than a like more than a touchdown, or if they lose by double digits, I'm out of five for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'm done with the Cardinals. Sorry. All good. Uh, we got Rams next. I'll start that one off. Um... I think I have that as as like a two. I think their offensive line is the most panicky thing about them. I think they ran into a completely 
dialed in, focused to win a championship from you know from the top bottom Bills team. Um, they're an LA team coming, you know, off a, a, a Super Bowl win, an emotional one. They got kind of some older guys um, all around, some new players on that offense. Obviously, new offensive line. Um, and just came out totally flat. I mean, Stafford looked really, really, really bad. So that's that's something to panic about, but it's still week one. I mean, I, that would be one that I would want to come back to in, I don't know, five weeks and see where see where they're at with that. But as of now, I probably got them out as, as a one. I mean, the, they still got the personnel. They still got great coaching. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a great, you know, franchise all around. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at the Rams. I'll. I got the Rams at a one. We've seen enough. I think. I think we saw a team that was riding the wave of last year, and just came out and got punched in the mouth by a really, really good team. Um, I think that was the wake up call the Rams needed. Like, oh, teams aren't just going to roll over because we're the Super Bowl champs. Um, I think they'll come out more prepared, more focused. Um, less ego driven than last week. And I think the Rams will be fine. There's too much talent on that team for them not to be good. So I'm not panicked on the Rams, but they did look bad. And Matt Stafford looked bad. He looked, he looked like a rookie. It looked bad. Yeah. I think Trey, I think Trey Lance made a couple of throws better than yeah, Matt Stafford. Absolutely. Yeah, and it seems that he even trusted his guys a little bit more than Stafford did. It seemed Stafford was was going cup all game long. It and, was uh, it was it was dumps to the flat all night. If I'm remembering right, if I'm remembering yeah. right from that, maybe I'm thinking of a different game. But I remember, I'm pretty sure I remember Stafford just dumping it off to his backs to anyone and anyone who was available in the flat. He was just dumping it off. Yeah, at, uh, as soon as he he was always looking was over middle with Cooper, and then. As soon as then he was just going to his out, and that that yeah. was it. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a slog. It was. Oliver, what do you got for the Rams? I'm at a one two. You know, Bills. I I mean, a lot of people are, including myself, picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. So, I mean, the Bills came out. They're dialed in. They're locked in. You know, both sides of the football, offensive and defensively. You know, Stafford obviously didn't have his best game. They're still, the, I think, the best team by quite a bit, the best team in the NFC West, especially after watching, like, you know, the NFC West this past week, right? Like, you know, I think it was a one-off one-off game for the Rams. Uh, the Seahawks looked like the best team Seahawks in the NFC West. Seahawks looked pretty good, yeah. They looked like maybe the yeah. best team in the NFL, you know. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if a team gets to the one yard line, they still can't score. I mean, that's pretty good. Pretty good for the Seahawks. <laughs> okay, yeah. to that to that point, because you I, I you said you said something about it, and I've heard I've heard a lot of people say, like, well, if the Broncos didn't fumble, you know, then they would have scored more points. But weren't like weren't both of those fumbles on fourth down? I think so. Were both. I know the first. Well, one I know was. at least one of them. Yeah. I know at least one of them was on fourth down. It's like he wasn't scoring. That was a turnover anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so like even if he didn't fumble, it's still Seahawks ball. Yeah. I don't know about both of them, but I know at least one of them was fourth down, and the Seahawks just stopped them. Like they didn't get any push on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a good defensive play by the Seahawks. 
Um, so anyway, sorry. You Seahawks, they're not going to be good this year. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> they, Says you. They I think they're going 17-0. They... But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> they they won a game. I think we saw a lot of, uh, like, Geno Smith in the second half, I think, is probably more indicative of what we're going to see yeah, sure. the whole year. <laughs> yeah, you know. But we'll see. I don't know. Geno was awesome. I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit. Maybe, maybe he'll come out hot in the first half every week. Yeah. Uh, did everyone give their Rams take? Uh, yep, everyone gave the Rams take. We're all out of one. Uh, we'll go through these two, next two. In my opinion, we, let's just try to get, get through them quickly because to me they're both un, kind of uninteresting. But that's just me. Maybe you guys have everyone. No, but we agree. got Colts and Titans. Um, I might just group these both together and go with like a two, maybe higher with the Titans. You know, losing to a bad team at home. Titans have no good no good weapons, uh, but I don't really expect anything from them either. I don't, I think the Colts were kind of overrated. People had them as like the easy, easy pick to win. Um, the AFC South, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I obviously they got Jonathan Taylor. He looks amazing. The offense looked good. They kind of picked it up at towards the end. It's a weird divisional game against the Texans. Um, you know, week one, I think, Colts have a better personnel, better personnel at times. I think Titans are better coached. Um, and so I'd probably give them both that like a two. Both both games they should have won, 100%. Um, lost real close ones. That's kind of where, where it was at. Yeah, I'll go for the Colts. I'll do a two. Definitely uh, concerning to tie the Texans in overtime. Um, but they did they did turn it on a little bit in the second half. They looked better. Um, Colts have a good roster. I'm not overly concerned about them. Plus, the the division is is pretty bad, so getting into the playoffs shouldn't be overly difficult. Um, so I think the Colts are okay. Um, but the Titans, uh, I'm more like a four. It's like, oh shoot, we were the one seed last year, and we're not making the playoffs this year. So that's a big panic. Yeah. They're not good. Like they got yeah, they're not good. What do you got? Both teams. I think it's early on. You know, I watched the recap of the Giants Titans game today. You know Saquon looked like the Saquon that I think everybody was expecting to see. And I think that helps that offense out a lot. You know, I think that helps out Daniel Jones a lot who He's kind of a sneaky athletic quarterback, but, you know, he did – I think he managed the game well, especially they were down like 13-3 to three or something like that going into half. 13 to nothing going into mm-hmm. half. Yeah. The Giants made some great adjustments and ended up winning that football game, right? And, you know, Saquon led the charge for sure, averaging almost na- over nine yards a carry. Um, yeah. Daniel, Daniel Jones was efficient. He didn't light up the in terms of the stat board, but, you know – he had two touchdowns, 17 of 21. He had one bad interception that he forced to Saquon. I mean, I don't know. To me, it seemed like the Titans had, or the Giants played a really good second half. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think the Tit- or the Giants are going to be a little better based off of that game than I think a lot of people are kind of expecting, especially mm-hmm. if Saquon's healthy. But, yeah, I'm the Titans. I'm still – I'm out of one, you know, 
Whoa. They didn't get Henry involved. It seemed kind of coaching malpractice. I think he could have had a lot um, a lot more involvement throughout that game. When I, yeah. when I watched that game back, it was like they did like a, there was a huge play in the fourth, in the fourth uh, whereas a, th- a third and one. Henry, I mean, you have Derrick Henry, and they do a – I don't even know if it was a wide receiver. They might have been like a tight end. Oh, that tight end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they lose like six yards. It was like, what the heck? And that might have been the game. If you know if that if they keep they were marching they were still able to move the ball in the second half just had kind of some bad bad plays but I do think the Giants played well I agree with you on that I mean Jones had that great you know throw to Shepard that he kind of rolled out of the pocket mm-hmm. and sent it deep um, but that's like the Daniel Jones experience like sometimes yeah. you see him throw and you're like oh my god is he just the best is he the best quarterback in the NFL and then other times you're like he's the worst <laughs> so. Yeah. But I think that co- the coaching is going to be good. I think uh, Dable is going to be a good coach for them. So should be a fun team to watch. I kind of like watching that Giants team. Yeah. Should we get into our picks? Yeah, let's move move into the picks. So we're going to be doing our spreads again. We each got three teams. Uh, Jacob, you want to kick us off? Sure. So my first game, my first lock of the week – um, three for three last week. So right now, Oliver and I are tied with three points. And Dylan is in second place. No, that would make him third. We're tied for first. So Dylan's third. Oh, last place. Point. Yeah. yeah. What did I get last week? To... I can't remember. Did I get two or one? You got one. Nice. And you got the, the Dolphins pick, right? Okay. So, um, so my first my first pick is uh, Commanders at Lions. The Lions are getting, uh, sorry, not getting, giving. What is it when you're favored? Would you say you're giving two and two points? Favored by. Okay, yeah, the, the Lions are favored by two points. Uh, I think they'll win by more than two points. I have the Lions there. Um, I think the Lions are like a sneaky good team. I think their Jared Goff has a good offensive line. Really? He had a good offensive line in L.A. He was a very competent quarterback. He had one really good year with L.A. Um, his receivers are decent, so the running backs are good. So the, I, I like the Lions to win by more than two points at home against the Commanders. Uh, my next pick is Patriots are favored by two and a half over the Steelers. I do not understand this line whatsoever. The Steelers just beat the Bengals, and the Patriots just got embarrassed by the by the Dolphins. Uh, I think the Steelers win this game at home against a meager Patriots, like a, just a horrible Patriots offense. Uh, I think the Steelers not only cover, I think they win this game. Uh, and then my last game is Seahawks at Niners. The line is nine and a half in in favor of the Niners. Uh, I do think the Niners are a better team, but that's just a lot of points. And the Seahawks looked competitive last week. So I'm taking the Seahawks in the points. I think they lose, but not by nine, not by more than nine points. Yeah. Those are my three picks. Nice. You want to go low? Yeah, I'll go. So this Jacob, you brought it up. I, one of the games I was going to bring up was the, the Hawks and Niners. I agree with you. I don't think the 49ers are going to win this game by, by 10, nine or nine or 10 points. Um, especially after last week. And, you know, I think the Seahawks, you know, that was a big win for them. I think they're kind of riding a little confidence right now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'll i pick that game as well. 
Um, other game I picked, Raiders and Cards. Derek Carr did not have a great game against a really good Chargers team. Cardinals, uh, that defense was very exposed, especially, you know, I don't know if it was just play calling or or what, but after that, you know, their secondary performance, giving up five passing touchdowns. I think Derek Carr is going to turn it around. I think they, they easily cover it. I think they were a four-point favorite, five-point favorite. I think that I think the Raiders won by two scores easy. Um, and then the let's see here, last game, Colts and Jags. I'm going to go with the Colts on this one. Colts are a four point favorite. Jags are just a young team, and I mean they had a ten point lead against the the Commanders, which they're not a very good team going into the fourth quarter, and they still lost. Um, that that just shows they're an experience. You know, the Colts have a great running back, Jonathan Taylor. They have Matt Ryan, a very experienced quarterback. I think that's a – I think the Colts win by at least a touchdown. They at least cover the spread of four points, in my opinion. Nice. So I'll start off. I also got the ja- uh, the Jags and the Colts, but I'm going – I have Jacksonville at four – at. Uh, four and a half. They're getting. They're uh, given four and a half points. Um, I think they'll do that. It's at home. Uh, Colts haven't beaten the Jaguars at home since like 2012. So Jaguars have been god awful for so many years, and Colts for whatever reason can't go in and beat them. I think Jags uh, obviously lost to to a bad Commanders team or to a, a Commanders team that wasn't supposed to be all that good. But first game of the season, it was on the road. They're coming home. Colts can't beat the Jags at home. Four and a half points. I think they're also they're a young team with a lot of different personnel. They're going to be able to figure things out along the way. Um, I got them. I could see the Colts winning, but you know maybe just by like a field goal. Um, but I could also see the Jags winning. Um, next pick. Right, I- hey, hold on, just a sec, just a sec. So my the line I see. I want to make sure we have the right line so that I can when I come in here and see if we got it right. Um, I just want to agree on the line because right now I see three and a half for the Colts. Colts are favored by three and a half. What Colts are you seeing favorite. right now? I just want to get the line locked in so that we have, we're on the same page. I got on FanDuel right now is showing Colts four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go. We'll go with that because that's your that's your pick. So that's my that's I mean, the line. Your that's that's yeah. your line. That's but what you see. If there's a three and a half, Oliver had a four. He, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. I just want to. So, so, Oliver, does your pick change at four and a half for the Colts? No, I, I don't think it changes. All right. So you guys both went. Oh, you went with the Jags, though, Dylan, right? Jags. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's well. That could be good for me if I get all three of mine right. <laughs> yeah. One of you is going to be wrong. Gonna, so. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> uh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Dylan. I just wanted to get that line right. Oh no worries. Uh, next one, Vikings are given a point and a half. I think they looked good. I think they look. I also think they could have smacked up the, the the Packers a lot better, or a lot by a lot more points than than they than they did. Um, Eagles gave up thirty eight or thirty five points to a Lions team that I do think is going to be better than um, obviously they were last year, and I think that offense is going to be competent. Um, I don't think they're going to be world beaters by any means, though. 
Um, I think Vikings are a better team. Defensively, Vikings look really good. Um, they're in Philly, but I mean, that's a, still a tough crowd for the home team. I mean, Philly kind of, you know, it's, we'll see. I think uh, Hertz has a lot of pressure. I hope he does well. He's on my fantasy team, but I like the Vikings at one and a half. Um, and why do we have different lines? I'm going, I have just fanned a little bit. I don't know. Point and a half. I've seen, you have point and a half. I see two. I've seen two and a half. All right, we'll go with one and a half. One and a yeah. half. Okay. It's I also one and a half. I'm looking at this Vegas Insider thing, and I'm seeing one and a half. Yeah. Plus All one. Right. My, Plus lines, one. my lines suck. My lines suck, apparently. So, wait, the Eagles are favored by a point and a half, right? Eagles are favored point and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're taking the Vikings I'm to cover. I'm taking the Vikings to cover, yeah. All right, cool. Yep. Got it. And then uh, for my last, Bengals uh, favored by seven and a half points against a complete doo-doo Cowboys team with a backup quarterback that it just seems like it's all crumbling from the inside out in Dallas. Um, Bengals looked absolutely terrible and still could have won that game. I think that's probably why the Steelers still are fit. uh, The the Patriots are still our favorite, that they were given every single reason to win that game and they still almost lost. Um, But yeah, Bengals will turn it around. Cowboys are terrible. I have, it's a seven and a half. It's a good amount of points, but I mean, Tom Brady, the 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 Buccaneers covered that easily, and they didn't look all that great. So, Bengals seven and a half. Yeah, I like it. So you got Bengals, Vikings, Jags. Bengals, Vikings, Jags. Correct. Oliver, you have Raiders, Colts, Seahawks to cover, mm-hmm. and I have Lions, Steelers, Seahawks to cover. All right. Yeah, I don't know. When I when I look at that Patriots Steelers game, I'm like, if Joe Burrow struggled against the Steelers, uh, good luck, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Mac Especially, Jones is, is that is good. The Patriots, <laughs> oh, dude, I, you don't even, I don't even know what they call them anymore. It's, he's like the offensive yeah. guru guy. So it's just like okay, you have a defensive dude calling. Play like offensive plays for you, but second year quarterback. Like, I don't know. That just is, it's a very odd. I don't know. I'm sure he's uh, obviously, uh, he's probably, you know, a football wizard, but to me, that just seems to go from Josh McDaniels to Matt Patricia. I think Matt Patricia is a wizard by any means. (laughs) I mean, he had the, he's a defensive, he's he's a a defensive defensive guy, but I mean, he went to, he went to the Lions and that defense didn't do, anything the entire time there. So I don't even know. I think those Patriots team just had really good personnel and yeah. he didn't, yeah, he didn't have to do anything crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's still Belichick and it, you're, they're still playing against Mitch Trubisky. So that's, I can see, I can see the Patriots. Winning there. Hey, Trubisky. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't look horrible. He didn't look all that great either. <laughs> No, but I think against the Patriots, you just need to not look horrible, and you should be fine. Yeah. If you just don't don't like give Belichick a bunch of turnovers, you know what I mean? Like, don't lose the game, and you yeah. should win the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's we'll the, the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you lose the game, you usually um, don't win. But you know, just, no, just, yeah. I know what you. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. You got me. You I got, got you. me. It's, it's uh. 
All right, should we get our lunch pail legend of the week? I got a good one, but I have a feeling someone's going to take it. Uh, go ahead then. You go first. Yeah, start us off. Gino. <laughs> yeah. Smith. Yeah. This is, yeah, he was he's, a fir- he's all of ours. He was a first round pick, so like, you know, not necessarily a total lunch pail legend, but the guy's been just ever since being on the Jets, he's just been a backup. Um kicked around the league, finally gets another shot. And, I mean, he didn't necessarily set the world on fire with his performance, but he played he played really competent football. Um, and if Drew Locke was playing in that game, no, there's just no way the Seahawks win. So Drew Locke, or not <laughs> Geno Smith, my lunch pail legend of the week. What a guy. Just hung in there, sat behind Russ. And then he went and beat Russ. So good for him. He was gritty that game too. You know, he wasn't. Oh sliding. yeah, you he, know, was he was not sliding. No. Down, which was, but no. he was he was talking smack like he was not holding back. And so that was fun to see. You know, like I don't know, it could be a little daunting. Not really, you know, like you said, Jacob. You know, kind of getting he was on three other teams before he joined the Hawks. Maybe even four. Sat behind Russ for a few years. And it's just like, you know, that's pretty kind of intimidating to go in knowing that, you know, yeah, I haven't started a football game and I probably have a short leash. Might be a little, you know, I don't know. You might not have all the confidence in the world. And, you know, yeah, I mean, he like you said, though, like he, he played competent football, but it was, you know, had a chip on his shoulder and he wasn't backing down to a supposedly really good Broncos team. Um, anyway, no, I, I, I love it. Yeah. It was great to see. Oh, just all jumping on the Gino, the Gino yeah, wagon. I think we got to do week. the Gino one. I think. I mean, the other, the other thing. I mean, he had just a quote of the the whole weekend where they're just like, "Oh, well, everyone, you know, they've all written you off." He's like, "Yeah, they wrote me off, but I didn't write write back." <laughs> it's like that is the coolest <laughs> thing. That is so cool. You know, if Russ said that, that awesome. it'd be hundred percent corny, and oh. Yeah, I would. Oh my, I would be like, I hate this guy so much. Be like, but since Gino, yeah, it's like, it makes yeah. sense, you know. And it's like, yeah, not only did he get written off, he's he his teammate punched him in the face, broke his jaw. He had to get surgery on his jaw. That was the last time he was ever a starter. So he lost his last starting job by getting smacked in the face in the locker room. Still stuck around. Comes back and beats his team at 31. You know, give it up for Gino, man. He seems like a really cool guy, too. Snaps. Snaps for Gino. (laughs) Gino Suarez. Mariners. Oh, yeah. Dude has been tearing it up. He had some pretty big homers the other night. Um, Be a good Braves team. Um, The walk-off. Yeah, yeah, walk-off. He had a homer Um, today, I think, too. Did he really? I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think he's who... crushing it. And he's like pretty good defensively. Like I think he's underrated defensively. Like he's not like a Beltray or anything like that, but like yeah. he's the ser- or like I don't even he's definitely not like a Seeger or anything like yeah. that. But like I don't know. We got him for his offense, but like he's been pretty good defensively yeah. too. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> yeah, you big boys. Yeah. <laughs> Another uh Oh, interesting stat here. Uh, Julio just became the third rookie ever to have 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases. Mm. Good for him. Love that. So the rest of the league, the rest of the league can just suck on that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got him locked up. Forever. Yeah. God. Yeah. Literally. Like, so literally. Cool. <laughs> he had some like hit the other day where he, it came off the bat and it was the, it was the hardest oh. hit off the bat home run in the last like six years. It was like 117 off the bat or something. It's like, oh. nice. And it was just a, I think my, I think my uncle hit. shared that with me. He's, yeah. he's awesome. So the other night he added this double. And it, I, it was the weirdest double because he got jammed and he hit it like right center field. But he hit it hard enough, and it had enough spin <laughs> where it game. literally just spun away from the center fielder. <laughs> no. it, was, it was like I've never seen that before, yeah. where it was just like somebody got jammed, but hit it hard enough, and it had just so much spin. So it was just like I don't even think the center fielder realized like what was going on, and it, it rolled right by him, and he got like a pretty clutch double like late in the game, and it was just like, yeah. what the heck? He's awesome. Um, He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Well, should that wrap it up? Went pretty long. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. It was a good one. Glad football's back. Glad NFL's back. We're going to be talking a lot of that over the next couple couple months. Um, probably a lot more SC, too, until they start losing a little bit, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, with every SC win, I'm going to become more insufferable. Yeah, dude, this is going to become an SC player at some point. <laughs> <laughs> can, we talk, can we talk about the NFL? No. No. Dylan and I are going to be joining about halfway through the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I still talk football. Yeah. Guys, I've considered doing a whole separate ep- like episode <laughs> just so I can talk for like an hour about college football. Feel free. What is our, I, yeah, if you need to do that, I get it. I understand mm-hmm. when you're crazy excited about something that you just want to keep talking about it. So, yeah, feel free yeah. to do that. Wouldn't hurt my feelings. That's actually something to consider. If there's just like something that one of us is passionate about, you know, you just like jump on the pod and yeah. record something. Sweat and rip, yeah. Bo- bonus episode. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> yeah. It will sneak peek into the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. yeah. I'm. I would be happy if we had a listener at an hour fifty-seven. That would be. <laughs> that, that would be feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long pod. That's a long one. We're, get, that's we're getting on one. Joe Joe Rogan status. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We haven't talked once about aliens either. So, yeah. no, no aliens. No aliens. No COVID. <laughs> no aliens. No COVID. Yeah. But uh, but that'll be it. That'll be it for your lunch pail legends. Um, until then, well, the legends are out. <laughs> <laughs>